A lot of people are like, oh, you know what? If you're a musician or if you're an artist, you should never do it for the money. But money is a very, very big factor for if you want to do something in the long run. I believe if you're very passionate about the money, will always come. But if you start seeing a little bit of money in it, uh, it gives you that much more encouragement or motivation. You can put the money back into your art. You can use the money to buy a better guitar, which will automatically make you sound better. Buy a better mic, which makes you makes your voice sound better. Hire a better producer who produces your sound, uh, music with a lot more experience. It allows you to work towards a lifestyle that you might have envisioned yourself to have. If someone is paying money for your art, that means you're doing something right. Welcome back to Against the Odds. Behram Sigampodia is the singer and band member at Best Kept Secret. There's a good chance you already know what Best Kept Secret does, or there's a good chance you've already come across Behram on some of these platforms like Instagram and you've seen how talented he is. But either way, there's no denying that these guys are really killing it out there. They're like experts at setting the stage on fire. <laughs> We've been in talks of having him on the show for more than a year now and finally finally we were able to make it happen if you've been a long time listener long time consumer of our show then you'll know that abilash who's the drummer at best kept secret another band member this uh, at best kept secret was on our show in the initial couple of episodes so yeah ever since then we've been in talks to have bairam but then something or the other came up the schedules didn't match and but yeah we finally able to make it happen now so yeah in this episode we talk about the struggles and payoff when it comes to leading a life as a musician being clear about why you're working and what your goals are when it comes to your lifestyle and most importantly your relationship with money it's a super intriguing conversation super fun super inspiring and i would highly recommend watching or listening to the full episode to get the full gist or message of this particular episode by the way this show's audio is brought to you by senizer i'll talk a little bit more about our partnership and collaboration with senizer a little later in the episode but yeah i think yeah let's not hold up let's get right into the episode this is my conversation with bairam segampore this is against the odds and i'm your host akash damodar The show is all about inspiring people to take the unconventional path and lead a life that is truly fulfilling and rewarding. Watch and listen as talented individuals take us through their learnings, the challenges they face, and how they continuously adapt to overcome them. moment you said uh, like the last i interviewed abhi was what for the like a fifth or sixth guest right yeah it brings back memories man because yeah, for how you start right because it's, it's your journey as well you're you're going against the odds as well you yeah know? i'm really trying here yeah. Yeah. yeah i mean the fact that we started literally in our dining room right <laughs> that's where we were shooting initially oh yeah yeah wow. and and i i remember calling abhi home and uh, we were i mean i i hadn't met abhi prior to that i just knew his cousin okay. and then he pulled him in and he said you know this guy wants to do a talk show and abhi's like i don't do all this shit man yeah. you know i'm not this kind of person you know how he is right he's like screw the shit no way yeah. and i spoke to him on the uh, on on a call and he was like okay this seems a little different it yeah. doesn't seem like the regular you know a podcast interview per se so and- you for, you know what happens invariably for the band no they like uh, any any inquiry like this comes 
uh, manager will talk to us and like, guys, you need to do a radio interview. Interview. We need to do a video interview. We need to do this with VH1, with MTV. They're like, ah, okay, Beram, Beram will do it. Beram, Beram will be the spokesperson. Beram will be the face. Beram can go and do this. Beram can go. And invariably, I end up doing it. And they're like, okay, fine. You know what? Anyways, they're more introvert, introverted, and they're more shy about the whole thing. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you know what? You know what to say. Just say it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And and I think uh, at one point. Abhir said the same thing. He's like, you should get Bairam on the show as well, and you know, you should, you know, he should also come and talk about, you know, what the band's been through. So I was like, absolutely, we'll do that. But yeah. that doesn't mean that you shouldn't speak as well. Yeah, yeah. So we, and the fact is, he was so, uh, he, like you said, he is that introvertish character, right? Yeah. But he opened up, and he was just very chill, and you know, had a very laid-back conversation. It brings back memories, man, because yeah. from there we have gone to shooting. I mean, moving away from shooting. literally in our dining room to shooting in another studio space then we got inquiries from another studio space and now well you know meeting other creators and what not now we met Vadon and he was like dude you should just come and shoot here why not yeah. so we're here doing it here and finally after all of this like we've gone full circle and we've gotten you here yeah, yeah, so know. this is awesome it's, am- it's amazing yeah yeah thank dude, you man dude really grateful that i could you know I, not just you i have a couple of names i've jotted down from the beginning right and i'm trying to get these names checked off before i leave Right, right, and I'm glad that you're part of this. Super yeah. glad. Same but, here, same here. But yeah, dude, let's let's get right into it. Like I said, there yeah. is no start or end to the show, so it is what it is. So, dude, I think the what I've learned from your journey after talking to you yesterday is you spoke about how just you guys were just showing up as a band, or you were doing, you know, your you were honing your craft, right, and then avenues that you didn't even expect opened up. Right, things like you said, you started off with a a wedding gig, and then you yeah. guys decided, hey, we'll not do any wedding gigs anymore. Correct. And again, full circle, you guys are back to doing that, and you guys are what touring like crazy right now. Yeah. Right. So I think th- if you can hone your craft and just show up over and over again, right, things open up multifold, and you now have a lot of things happening on social media as well, right? I'm sure yeah. something that you didn't expect or something that you didn't really pursue per se, but it's happened. Yeah, but yeah. that's life, you yeah. know. And and I think that's. Uh, that's how i've always lived life as well because you know you never know what's going to happen right. and um and whatever something new might happen any point of time you just got to roll with the roll with the flow yeah yeah for sure dude so uh, tell me this when you decided to uh, put your career as a pilot on the back burner and then decide to pursue this yeah. in terms of music right and that to this happened You said literally because your friend called you over and said, "Hey, dude, you should just come on over and perform at this wedding." Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, I was uh, I was still flying back then. So our first show uh, happened because a friend of mine was getting married, okay. and he was like, "Okay, you know what, Beram? I know you play the guitar and sing, and uh, there's a really other uh, dear friend of mine who also is a very good guitar player. I also know another guy who's a very good drummer. So I was just thinking, you guys, you think you can put something together and just perform at my cocktail party? Right. And that's literally, I had no band um, at that point of time. And you hadn't uh, met these guys either, I think. I right? hadn't even met these guys. I didn't know who they were. Right. Uh, you know, and that's uh, Hemant and Abhi, my band members. And um, and then we met, and it was like, um, you know, it was like it was meant to be. The chemistry was unreal. Uh, we had similar music tastes. We enjoyed jamming together, and it was a great first gig. Yeah. You yeah. know, which just kind of led to. where we are now right and i think dude like i think one thing we should definitely talk about and that to in depth is 
it's important to keep an open mind when you're pursuing all of these things because like you said you might expect certain things yeah things might not work out exactly the way you have it pictured in your head right. but things are going to move you know you are going to push the envelope right. but it may, although it may not play out the exact same way growth is almost inevitable if you show up right you, you just got to hustle man yeah. i mean you know it's it's a it's an everyday hustle like a lot of people um have these notions and they keep telling us oh you know what best kept secret you guys are doing so many shows you guys are so lucky you guys are um you know everyone wants to book you guys but they want to book us because we work really hard towards it you know and um and and like initially like i said i wanted to be a band that's uh playing at stadiums and you know doing what a maroon 5 or a coldplay is doing you know by performing around the world touring around the world all of that we're doing that uh but we're doing that uh in a different way right you right. know and we're doing it um uh in a way that we still enjoy right and um and it's nice i mean you know when uh when the pandemic hit um that's when it dawned upon us you know that we were so grateful to be able to do concerts and perform around the world um and we, we took everything for granted did you um, before that and did it really hit you i mean i'm sure it hit all of us right, right for sure yeah. but then i'm sure at that one point where you you know you you the whole gratitude factor would have come back multifold right it'll be like holy shit for sure <laughs> because you know when when everything came to, to a standstill and now we were doing 100 shows a year from 2017 onwards you know everyone was booking us we were playing um around the world we were doing uh, there was a point where we were doing a lot of pub shows and club mm. shows mm. so we got to interact with our fans in a very a uh, close manner you know yeah. and um, and we were just rolling with it you know we're like one day we're in bangalore the next day we're in paris the next day we're in moscow we're in amman in jordan in in dubai in delhi in calcutta wherever it is you know yeah. we're just going and we're like okay we got a booking we're performing here today we're performing there tomorrow and um, we didn't really get a time to uh, think about what was happening you know we just kept going with the with the flow and with the adrenaline yeah. and when it all came to a standstill we were like dude we just had something really great going and we just had the busiest six months of our life right. and now it's come to a standstill just when we were peaking yeah. so we were we were affected by it a little bit uh it was also a much needed break mm. because i felt that i personally i felt i was on the verge of burning out okay um so it came as a welcome break for me it also came as a time to re- reset refresh my mind write new music try and identify what i want to be as a musician mm-hmm. um and then you know like i said it's such a change in uh, uh in fortunes for us because when things reopened by then i had ma- not i i wouldn't say mastered but i had improved my hindi right and uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden you know we get calls uh saying you know i'm getting married and i and it's my dream to have you perform and i was like okay you know i understand your dream might have been maroon 5 yeah. play at your wedding but <laughs> i i know that's a little far fetched we yeah. all have big dreams uh but you can settle for me it's fine you know <laughs> <laughs> and um and then and they're like yeah i i really wish you could play at my wedding and my manager was like yeah you know let's start doing these gigs and we said okay we were saying no to weddings initially and this was our only avenue to perform mm. in the pandemic there was nothing else there was no nightlife there was no music festival food festival college festival you couldn't have 5000 people in an arena right so we were like okay we'll take uh, you know we'll take what comes our way right now right. and then we realized weddings are fun mm. and we can convert these um, these little weddings into like mini concerts 
Right. And, you know, it's not going to be your stereotypical wedding. It's going to be a fun concert or a party at a wedding. And that's what we have brought to the table. And right. it's, been, it's been great fun for us as well. No, what made you actually approach it that way? I mean, what you're basically talking about is how you try to redefine these wedding events, right? And right. yeah, what, what, I mean, see, I'll give you a simple example. When, when creators, and I talk a lot about creation because, well, we're all, we are all in this, yeah, we're all creators and content is so, you know, like um, evergreen right now, right? Yeah. Uh, when creators or photographers or videographers get into a game, they first get into the wedding game, right? Like some place that, where they can make a quick buck. Exactly. And then that's a good way to build a portfolio and then they probably, you know, venture out into so many other freelancing gigs and whatnot. Exactly, right? exactly. Instead of approaching it from uh, the perspective of changing it up, like from like the wedding game itself. And I think you guys could have gone and just done your regular, you know, your, like a set list, do like 10 yeah. songs and just like, you know, come away, get paid and that's that. But yeah. I think what you guys have done more and more is kind of like you said, transform that whole event yeah. into like a party of sorts, a true party. And that too, what, like you said, 12 or 1 in the night, you guys are just like yeah. you know, getting people to jump up when they're normally falling asleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, where uh, basically what we realized was um, there was a period between 2018 to 2020 where we were saying no to wedding gigs because we had a closed mind uh, saying that, oh, a wedding gig means, okay, fine, you know what, we get paid a good amount of money, but we're just going to stand on one side and just perform and people are going to listen to our music and from far away from the bar, they're just going to be like, hey man, that's good, you know, <laughs> and and I don't want to be, that's not what I signed up for, you know, I don't want to be a band that's um, that's just background music or that's just adding ambience to an event. <laughs> right, you and know? have some recommendations come in and then you guys play yeah, it and whatnot. And like, yeah. oh, okay, fine, you know, yeah, I can play <laughs> Bruno Mars for you or I can play Justin Bieber for you, you know, but yeah. like, it's not that. Yeah. So then um, uh, when we did the first show uh, uh, after the pandemic, which which was a wedding in uh, Delhi, a big fat Indian wedding in Delhi. Uh, they actually had uh, a stage with lights and uh, arena kind of a vibe already for okay. us. Okay. And when we got was on that the, something you guys asked, or no, it just happened to be that way? The wedding planner arranged it that way, and they said, "Look, this is the theme, and it's a cocktail night, and we feel that you know they, the 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 bride and the groom really want you guys, and uh, they really like your English music." But you've got a whole set of uh, Bollywood music as well, which uh, which you've started off. So if you can do a few of those Bollywood songs for the Delhi family members, uh, you know, we could, uh, uh, it, it would be great. Yeah. And I mean, um, obviously we're managed by an agency and our manager spoke to them and stuff like that. And when we got there, this was the first show after the pandemic, you know, and we were like, sound checking with masks on and, oh, and are you serious <laughs> because we were worried you know we were like okay dude we're, it's it's still the first wave you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and and i'm like you know am i allowed to talk to these people not talk to these like what is the deal you know yeah. like it was it was like uh, a new beginning for us but then one thing we realized was we got on stage and we realized that man i missed the stage so much and it was a good size a big size stage you know and at the end of the show there were no masks um, the family members. No were, dresses, okay, no, <laughs> pushing it. Uh, there were no masks. There was no one vaccinated back then. Um, uh, after the show, I was being 
carried and people were kissing me on the cheek and 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 lifting me up and hugging me and I was like I forgot we're in the middle of a pandemic for for a few minutes you know and then when it dawned on me I was like shit dude like do you know like what's going to happen overnight you know am I going to go back and test get tested or something you know and I, I, it kicked in a little later but with that whole adrenaline rush I realized that you know what we just rocked uh, a show like a mini concert maybe because we missed it so much that we came out with so much of energy and uh, excitement to just rock a show maybe people were partying together after so long so maybe they uh, created that whole concert environment but we said it's in our hands now you know like now if we can start doing this and we can change the game um mm. um you know at least as far as our band is concerned we'll enjoy the concerts a lot more right right and and i think it's it's important to start looking at uh, things that would normally conventionally be looked at you know from like a boring angle like Correct. something like this right yeah. i mean how if like let's take another aspect of wedding which is if you take corporate food or you know like just the food itself the banquet kind of food that yeah. you get right it's all the same kind of thing yeah. but it's when one player comes in and kind of changes things up yeah. you're like wow okay there's some sort of flair to this food right exactly. there's something there and i think yeah. what you guys did was that because even when i was following you guys on social i was seeing some of these performances i was seeing the kind of nights you guys are having yeah. it it did seem like you were you know performing somewhere you get it like a proper event per se didn't look like a wedding of sorts yeah because we um we we perform it like a concert so you know even though we're all suited up and we're wearing tuxedos and bow ties the first 20 minutes it's all on after 20 minutes my blazer is somewhere else my bow tie is somewhere else <laughs> yeah. auntie's heels are thrown in the corner and uncle's jackets are in <laughs> the air. clothes are you know? off so <laughs> only those many clothes are off so <laughs> so people are still jumping and clapping even though they're wearing you know gowns and suits and tuxedos and sarees and what not but they're still putting their hands up in the air and jumping with us and yeah. and that's what we want we 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 want that energy uh, when we perform at a concert you know yeah, yeah. and we've missed it the good thing is we're back uh, to performing uh, and touring across the country for uh, people who want to watch us it's not just that you can book us for a private event so it's a nice feeling to be back in the public space have things as picked well. up uh, a, a whole lot since then yeah uh, things have really picked up a lot because um, you know um, now slowly slowly there are um, events which are happening for like 1500 people 2000 people so we're getting to perform uh, at ticketed events now right. um, you know people can buy tickets to watch us uh which is a great feeling because those are our true fans yeah, yeah. and um you know it's funny because people watch us at a at a public show uh and then 3 years on the line they're getting married and they're like we want you we saw you here we saw you we saw you at this music festival yeah. and we felt that you know we just wanted you at our at our wedding and I'm like wow this is special no but that dude that's the beauty of it right when when you get started something that might seem like a one off gig is probably not a one off gig in itself because it can like i keep saying it can open up doors multifold it can open up avenues you haven't even thought of i think the last time i spoke to abhi he was telling me the same thing which is you guys started here but you had no idea that you'd be touring in maybe germany or wherever right yeah. i mean these things if you didn't do these things none of these other you know bits would have happened yeah. imagine for some reason you didn't you know you weren't the one who was picked to sing alongside the band yeah. on that particular night right exactly i mean imagine exactly. that itself would have been a different scene and you yeah. said wait i i don't perform at weddings because that's yeah. just weird yeah. right i mean yeah. but that's the thing right it's the beauty of showing up Correct. and actually just doing it yeah right? and i i think i think the main thing is you got to do what you love and 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 when you uh when you love what you do rather um you know you just got to give everything you've got man like you can't you can't show up half hearted i mm. mean if you're an artist uh 
This is what I believe. If you're an artist and if you're an artist like us that's constantly traveling, doing over a hundred flights a year, um, with no sleep sometimes, with uh, irregular eating habits and <laughs> all of those things, you're sometimes exhausted. You know, there are times, uh, recently we had a show in Jaipur. I kid you not, it was uh, at the back end of seven back-to-back -back shows in seven different cities. Wow. This was the seventh show uh, uh, and uh, it was around 6 p.m. we were sound checking. And I didn't go for the sound check because I had no voice. And I was freaking out because the show was at 9 p.m. And I was like, how am I going to pull this off? The only way I can pull it off is if I'm so serious about my job that I, um, you know, I, 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 I don't, sometimes it's on the travel days, I don't speak to anybody. I'm just drinking hot water, doing my thing. The only time I speak is when I'm warming up mm. uh, before the show, getting my vocal cords all ready and charged up. And um, I literally got to the event. The band was like, are you okay, you know? And I had a little bit of hot soup and um, and uh, I don't drink, but this time I actually did a shot of brandy. Right, and right. then I had hot water. Right. I got on stage and I was nervous. I This must have been our, we've done over 500 shows. I don't get nervous. I've, I've, we performed in front of 5,000 people. This was a 150 people show. I don't get nervous ever. This was the first time I was nervous. I was like, is my voice going to open up uh, right. uh, when I in the first song and the first song is usually high energy mm. you want to get the crowd in the first song and the moment that guitar is plugged in things kick in the lights are on the sound is alive somehow that voice just came out you know and it right. comes out and it's all about you know showing up giving everything you've got whatever the situation is because no one knows you've done six shows back to back in six different cities and they don't care about that yeah. you're there for them you know and you got to give them what they've what they what they want yeah yeah dude i i, I think we had uh, a singer on our show earlier and she was talking about how not just as a performer but as a creator someone who uh, puts themselves out there right like people won't know what sort of state of mind you're in what you have gone through what's happening behind the scenes yeah. at the end of the day they're paid for their ticket or they're paid to be there or they expect some sort of performance out of you yeah and it's your duty as a performer, as an artist, to just show up. And you you can be going through a whole lot of nonsense. Yeah. Right? But then I think it's a matter of how you're able to kind of keep all of that aside. Yeah. Be truly professional and just like go for it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's what you're there for. And that's what they are there for, you know. And, and, and a true artist will know how to keep everything aside. Keep whatever's happened. Sometimes you have um, technical issues and, um, and sometimes you have hospitality issues for mm. ma uh, for that matter especially if you're traveling like us uh, there's a lot of things that happen you know it might not always go according to plan but you just gotta get that game face on show up yeah. and just deliver yeah so true dude and i think that's that uh, that's that's also i think why creators you know because of this whole angst of putting themselves out there right there is this you're, you're kind of balancing between this whole nervousness versus also the fact that you are putting yourself out there you're really showing up right yeah so it, and then in the middle of all of this having to do you know kind of keep all of your baggage aside and yeah. then really do it is no easy feat like yeah. and yeah. it could this could be you showing up on a stage it could be you making a video it could be whatever you're yeah. coming out with a song because that's so personal to you Correct. that's so you know like it's close to your heart yeah, yeah. like i think varun earlier today was talking about how he treats every single individual that comes to the studio 
with with utmost respect and calls that person his artist because right. at the end of the day they are trying to, willing to share what they've you know made yeah. what they've created their in in literally in their own space right. right and i think it's so important to treat that you know with with respect and here it's you treating yourself with that sort of respect to kind of you know hone your craft and art right yeah. yeah yeah so tell me this dude during the pandemic what changed i mean you you basically started exploring newer avenues right? like like literally trying some trying a hand at hindi first of all what made you get into hindi and what now because you know like mm. us here in bangalore we usually don't do that right, right? i mean if you think about it yeah, what I, made you get go there so you know um uh, the funny thing is that um uh, since 20 2018 2019 Uh, there have been a lot of opportunities which have come knocking on my door with regards to singing uh, in Hindi for certain projects. Okay. Uh, whether it's a movie project uh, in Bollywood or whether it's uh, something else, a lot of people are like, okay, you know what? You've got a you've got a certain kind of uh, freshness to your voice which is missing in the industry or which we would like to use as a music director or composer. So we'd like to work with you on that. Mm. And for me, um, usually. everything that comes my way for me it's actually always overwhelming whether it's um a, a big international brand that wants to sign me or whether it's a big music producer that comes from the bollywood scene who wants to work with me or anything it's i'm always very honored and flattered and uh, humbled by these offers you know um so for me i was actually very humbled by uh, the offer which came offers which kept coming in 2018 2019 and stuff like that but we never had time and my goal was always to make english music with my band mm. Uh, mm. music that i've written from my heart mm-hmm. music which is composed and produced by my band members um because that's truly me you know and music uh, at the end of the day needs to be true music so when you write music from your heart or you write music about something you feel it's bound to um um it's 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 bound to um, reach people who can relate to that music right right so um english i i think in english Right. So I sing in English, you right. know, uh, pretty much predominantly. Uh then what happened was in the pandemic before the pandemic I had started with Hindustani uh vocal training. Why so? Uh, Why because, did you do that? Uh because from what I heard uh, and I read is it actually really imp- Hindustani uh vocal training actually really improves your breathing and also um it uh, improves your uh, projection. Okay. Um uh you know so I wanted to improve my projection. uh with my vocal and i also thought okay this is a good way for me to start with my working on my hindi diction so you know rather than singing do re mi i was singing sa re ga ma you know and um it's it's it, there are the groundwork is the same you know you have a certain sense of pitch um uh which is relative to any language yeah. uh that you're singing so i thought okay let me dabble a little bit with hindustani and i had a, a guru who used to come home and teach me all of these things and it was nice it was it was actually very good because um it was giving me a very different perspective um finally in the pandemic uh, i had time to myself and i said you know what i need to learn something and it's the best time for me to experiment so i actually ended up writing around 11 songs in english for my band okay during the lockdown and the first phase of the lockdown uh but i also started listening to hindi music and singing it in this weird uh accent you know it's one thing i'm from bangalore it's another thing i'm a parsi and parsis <laughs> have the freaking weirdest hindi accent on the planet so you know it sounded like some white dude is here sitting and trying to sing a hindi song and stuff like that so uh, it wasn't really uh, uh it was a little comical if you ask me initially uh at least to me 
but then all of a sudden you know i was getting messages like oh my god your hindi accent is so cute and i was like wow okay like you know do you mean this in a sarcastic way do you mean it in a uh, is that a is that a sweet way of saying your hindi sucks uh, you know and i and i know of course there's room for improvement yeah. so i kept working on it and honing it and then i had the i said you know what i'm going to just go live on instagram and do a bit of this and i started doing these live sessions and stuff like that and the feedback i was getting from everyone was like it's cute it's nice we like your style of singing hindi it's new and stuff like that then my manager started getting calls from people saying that you know what um we like this whole urban metro vibe that bairam's got with his hindi mm-hmm. so let's see what you know can we explore that avenue right and um and then i spoke to the band and they were like look we think there's potential to this why don't we create a hindi set which is very funky and rock and roll and pop uh you know rather than doing your typical hindi uh stuff which is um but covers itself covers itself yeah uh but um in our own way okay. so um you know there's a lot of hindi songs which i can't sing and which i probably never will sing because it's just not uh, i just wouldn't do justice to it right but there are certain songs which are the old songs like your 70s and 80s songs which are uh very western influenced and also ha uh, true music you know so i like that i like that vibe i don't think i can do a punjabi song or a item song uh <laughs> that's not really my scene right, right. uh but i i found like a niche for myself in the hindi space in that little singer songwriter space mm. um which i really enjoy i enjoy the old hindi music the whole old retro stuff so i took up those songs i started making my own versions of it and one thing led to another to another and then all of a sudden we became this popular band at weddings we won two three awards for being like the most sought after act in india for uh, the wedding space and all of that so and all because of the hindi i don't list. i wouldn't say only because of the hindi uh, set because we also add the hindi flavor to it but we've also got um uh, a very very solid uh, english rock and roll set that that you know rocks out at these parties as yeah, well yeah. so i mean you get the best of both worlds yeah and and I think dude this is one one thing that you just mentioned that's so important is again going back to the fact that they'd keep an open mind right how's how's the band uh you know how did they react to you know you guys having to come up with a new hindi setlist was that completely fine cuz some people it's like a deal breaker some of them are like yeah maybe that doesn't work for us but yeah. how was the band you know um what i love about the band is that um everyone is so open minded um we all were a little narrow minded earlier like i would say 2015 2016 we were like now nah, we don't want to do this kind of music no we're not going to do weddings no we're not going to do these kind of shows we only want to do a certain kind of music and stuff like that uh but you know when you mature as a as a human being and you mature as a musician as well um just like it, as an artist basically um you realize that you know what like uh, if you have an open mind uh the world is your oyster and the world is a stage yesterday i was singing in english today i'm singing in hindi tomorrow i might be singing in kannada um so i um i think i've grown as well and i think um you know um 5 years ago i didn't want to explore any of these languages i was like i'm going to be like this english rock and roll star i my icons and my idols are all uh, musicians who are english musicians you know yeah. so i love michael jackson and queen and bon jovi and elvis presley and the beatles and u2 and coldplay and all of these artists right so um i'm i'm inspired by like 80s rock and roll and stuff like that um only now did i start exploring bollywood 
And when I told my band about it as well, you know, they were like, look, if we're doing it, let's do it our way. Mm, mm. and let's add our own charm to it because there's a singer in every street in India who can sing in Hindi um, you know so what am I bringing what's different to the table right. so um, that's what I love my band about they're very open minded they're like okay you know what if you think this is the right decision let's do it that's awesome dude and, yeah. and again I, I, I think we spoke about this too with Abhi and for everyone who's listening or watching who hasn't seen Abhi's episode probably go check it out yeah. but I, I think one part is trying to hone this hone your skill and i think we should we'll definitely dive into that a little later where i think you have to constantly keep learning and the fact that you went back to hindustani music will go there but i think the fact that you're also keeping an open mind and you're trying to create your own space right that is i think truly unique and and that's what sets you apart right because every other like you said every other tom there, there could be a a singer in every street but there's also probably a band in every other you know like part of the town right yeah. and everyone's trying to do the same thing yeah. but if you can go against the grain and do something unique you know that avenues open up like multifold yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean you just got to go against all odds <laughs> <laughs> perfect and, i yeah. like the plug <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah i mean yeah for us you know we're always open to uh, exploring different uh, um opportunities um you know and every opportunity needs to be grabbed not just taken that's what we believe um and if we can uh, you know push ourselves um because it's not easy for all of us no one in the band speaks hindi uh, uh very well uh you know and um i'm learning the language uh, uh i'm learning it more to sing rather than converse uh when it comes to conversing i still sound like a a brit guy who's in india you know saying mere liye ye likhe aao mere liye mujhe wo chahiye kind of a thing you know so the accent is still uh very awkward yeah. um uh but yeah i mean uh, we're very open to it you know and now um we're just hustling because we know okay fine avenues are opening up for us opportunities are opening up for us yeah um yeah. and you just got to do what you got to do man yeah I'd like to take a small break from our conversation to talk about our partnership with Sennheiser. Sennheiser is our audio partner and provides us with all of the audio equipment that we use here at Against the Odds. And today I'd like to talk about these wonderful microphones that we use here. So we use the MK4s and the MK8s for our recording. I actually use it for my podcasts, uh, interviews with my guests. I use it for my voiceovers. probably some of the best microphones i've ever used and i can even tell you it's probably one of the best microphones out there in the market right now i remember in the initial days when i got started with the show i used to use those lapel microphones the lavalier microphones actually you can go check them out when i used to shoot back in my dining room <laughs> and then when we moved out and eventually got this partnership with sennheiser they sent us like i said some of the best sounding microphones in the market and automatically our game went from i don't know a regular normal sounding uh, podcast to way up there and uh, yeah so if you are a content creator and you're maybe getting started and you want to invest in high grade high quality uh, audio equipment for your show and you're in it for the long run or maybe you've already gotten started like the way I got started with a lavalier microphone and you want to really up your game then I would highly recommend checking out the MK4s and the MK8s by Sennheiser there are a lot more economical options by Sennheiser too I'll leave a link to all of those in the description down below for you to go check out they've been super supportive a wonderful brand to work with and the kind of 
output I get from them is unlike any other brand or equipment I've used before. So I would highly recommend it. Go check it out and let me know what you think. So, so tell me this, dude. What? I mean, have you always been someone who's um, tried to sharpen their music skills or their own the craft, honing the craft bit? Because I think what you mentioned yesterday over call was you've always sang, right? right? Yeah. Right. So how? Two part. Two part question one is how have you constantly tried to like learn and you know kind of grow that bit <clears throat> and second what made you kind of pick up something like hindustani music music because that is a little it is a little very different from what you were doing right was that yeah. all part of the whole learning and growing process itself i think uh, one thing as an artist or as a musician learning never stops actually in life yeah uh, learning should never stop um I, that's what i truly believe um now i've been singing since i was a teenager you know i mean i had my own teenage high school band i had a punk band mm-hmm. i had a college rock band uh, singing in a choir that's where i actually got into the whole idea of singing oh, a really? little bit yeah yeah in my oh. in my high school choir okay so um yeah so uh, we had a few of those things happening for me which um, which kind of i never took seriously because uh to be honest when i was 14 or 15 um i was uh, never thinking oh i'm going to i'm going to be a rock star when i grow up or i'm going to be in a band what, what did you have in mind then i wanted to be a pilot that's it that's, that's it plain and simple yeah ever since i was a little boy i was fascinated with aviation and with aircrafts and uh, with airports and everything to do with flying so i always uh, wanted to be a pilot from day one and um i was fortunate enough that i got to you know live that dream for a little while um but yeah i mean i've been singing and playing uh, right from my teenage uh, days and um i never took it seriously honestly speaking i took it i started taking it seriously when i started seeing money in it mm-hmm. um uh, as uh, superficial it, as it may seem a lot of people are like oh you know what if you're a musician or if you're an artist you should never do it for the money uh but money is a very very big factor for uh if you want to do something in the long run yeah. i believe if you're very passionate about the money will always come yeah but if you start seeing a little bit of money in it uh it gives you that much more uh encouragement or motivation i know it sounds uh it's not it's not the cl- uh, the thing uh, most artists would admit to yeah yeah for sure uh but money is a big uh it plays a big role yeah and uh, it's only when i started seeing that you know what people want to pay me to sing a radio jingle or people want to book me and my band left right and center and there are fans coming to watch us and shows are getting sold out uh to watch me and my band and I'm the singer of the band you know I got to do something about my singing uh you know all of us have to do something about this to 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 always take it to the next level right i mean we're not at we're not a coldplay or a u2 uh who's selling out in stadiums and that is our end goal eventually you know but yeah. uh, so we got to just keep working towards it yeah absolutely dude yeah. Uh, it, i'm glad you brought up the whole money thing because money i feel is a very I, i completely subscribe to what you said which is if you're passionate about what you do if you like what you do and you love what you do money will find a way to you right yeah. absolutely but also money is a very um, is good power to have it kind of gets you to you know make some certain certain calls it could be you get money to you know put back into your skill it could be money that helps you reach a certain you know location place whatever right yeah. but i think it a lot of people get these two things conflated 
they kind of get it confused where it's like oh just because you can't you can't have money in it if it's with your passion you know yeah. which is such a you know it's a confusing place especially for younger people because you're told from the you know from a young age dude do find what you love doing and money will find a way to you but also you know when when you hit that you know like young adulthood you're like oh shit i don't have money to pay rent yeah. what's happening here right exactly <laughs> i mean so you know what like when we started off for example when we started off i had a flying job yeah uh, my uh, band members abhi and hemant uh, they were music teachers uh, young music teachers so they knew what was contemporary and they would so basically when we started off say we were around 25 uh approximately maybe 24 mm-hmm. 25 mm-hmm. um and um they were still teaching uh kids who were um from the age of 15 and above yeah. um so we all had like jobs going i was flying yeah. uh, i had a flying job you know and um so for us when the one thing that happened for us was when we started playing in pubs and clubs um the money is very very average you know right. when you uh, it's not great money let's just say that let's yeah. just put it that way yeah. um and we were not doing the whole every night show we were doing uh we were performing on the weekends mm-hmm. and those were getting sold out okay so we started small a club or a pub that can hold 100 people it mm-hmm. got sold out we did that for a few months then we said okay you know what people want to watch us more want to watch us <laughs> so we moved on to a bigger club mm-hmm. the money got a little bit more um we sold a few more tickets uh moved on to an even bigger club then we signed up for an india tour where we realized okay fine you know what we're booked for the next 12 weeks now we're doing 12 shows uh 24 shows over 12 weeks it's it's the good it's decent money it's only when the shows started getting bigger and bigger and bigger and then the record labels started approaching us that that's when we realized okay you know what there's a good amount of money in this you know and um and like you said uh, money can be used to um you can put the money back into your art you can use the money to buy a better guitar which will automatically make you sound better buy a better mic which makes you makes your voice sound better um uh you know um, buy money to record in a good studio which makes your recording sound better hire yeah. a better producer who produces your sound, uh, music with a lot more experience yeah. um so um money is always important but more important than anything else is that it it um allows you to work towards a lifestyle that you might have envisioned yourself to right. have um you know because uh, i think a lot of people when they're making their uh, deciding what they want to do in life when you're growing up my idea of becoming a pilot was not just because i was so fascinated with aviation and stuff like that but i had two options i had one option which was to move towards the um uh, to go into the defense or use uh, yeah. to to the nda and join the air force or i could go commercial um my mom was uh, too afraid uh, uh for me to join the air force mm-hmm. um and uh, the commercial uh, flying had a little bit more glamour to it mm-hmm. um so i realized okay if i'm going to be flying as a commercial pilot i'm going to be making some a certain amount of money which will allow me to have a certain kind of lifestyle um right. and um i never thought of it from that perspective with the band right uh but if you're an artist and if you envision a certain lifestyle uh, that you want to have you know you want to have a for example a lamborghini or a ferrari parked in your garage uh you want to have a private jet one day uh you got to work uh in my opinion um that should not be the motivating factor ever yeah. uh but if that's the kind of lifestyle you aspire for you got to work towards the, those 100 steps you know step yeah. by step yeah and um and it 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 like like i said earlier it's a, it's a very big motivational factor because if someone is paying money for your art that means you're doing something right you're, you're imparting value yeah. right yeah. right and and dude i i think you you said it well i i like how you put it where 
you said people approach it more from a passion perspective or from a work or an occupation perspective but not necessarily from a lifestyle perspective yeah. which i think actually it's got me thinking you're right yeah. because people don't necessarily think about okay this is what i would want my life to necessarily look like it's more about i will do this work and then probably the second thought is okay maybe i should get to this lifestyle yeah. right yeah. but i think yeah if you can kind of bridge that gap then nothing like it yeah. right and yeah. i think what it took you how long before you guys realized with the band that this is something that could you know get you there i mean um uh, see we were we were we were we've anyways been a very uh, busy band um you know and um uh, fortunately for us um you know there've been a lot of people who've been sponsoring the band our, our concerts always have at least a bunch of sponsors who who get who who pay pay us to perform and stuff like that so um you know money was a factor at some point of time because my guitarist got married and uh, my keyboard player my ex keyboard player he got married they wanted to move into different houses they needed a certain amount of money so for that purpose we wanted to take up more shows mm-hmm. and we had to figure out okay fine you know what's going to pay us more as a musician mm-hmm. um obviously the 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 fast buck or the the shortcut is um head to bombay uh, find a way to crack a good bollywood song Mm-hmm. and um once that happens then you become a big bollywood singer and um and and that could be something but that's a very uh uh that's a that's a shortcut and i believe there's no shortcuts in life it's to each their own yeah. um you know you could you could have a very short career in bollywood like you come and go like a lot of people do or you could sustain that career for a nice good period of 10 20 years but there's so many new people coming in and out and doing their thing you know so you got to keep reinventing yourself uh, what we realized as a band is that we can do what's in our control mm. um and when we realized okay you know what um uh, we're getting paid a lot of money to do college fest music fests uh, corporate shows corporate shows was a big thing for us before yeah. the pandemic yeah. uh we were not doing weddings but we were doing a lot of corporate shows because we realized that a lot of corporates know who we are and when we show mm. up for these corporate shows and each corporate uh, has what 3000 5000 10000 employees in some cases so when we do a, a big corporate show you have 3000 people in the crowd it's a big concert everyone is singing with you and it's it feels great you know and you build a new fan base also from there so we were doing a lot of those shows and that's where we felt okay we were making a good amount of money um the wedding game changed it for us we realized mm. okay you know what this is something that um seems to be in the right uh, trajectory with what we have planned in terms of a lifestyle yeah uh, that we're trying to live right right, right. um you know we all want to have a certain standard yeah. uh, of living yeah. and we were so we we work towards that yeah, yeah yeah i mean i think when you get into this whole creation space there's this whole uh glorification of the surviving and struggling artist and all of that right that's yeah. also there yeah. i mean obviously there is some truth to it when you get into a space like this competition is fierce the chances you're going to make it are you know very meek obviously there but then i think if you're able to kind of bridge that and you guys did it very smartly where all of you had jobs and you were just performing on the side right yeah. and that's something i completely stick by like be it a a freelancing career yeah. be it a venture you want to start be it um, you know you wanting to put out youtube videos let's say you want to put, create a podcast you want to start singing you can do that and make time for it on the side Yeah right and and 
the funny thing is most people say dude i don't have time for this i can't make time for this the funny thing is when you get to doing this full time you'll still not find time for this because there're going to be a lot of other things that get in the way right yeah. so you have to find time if you don't find time then you're not meant to do that exactly exactly right? i mean when you love something you're going to make time for it right yeah. so um uh my advice to anyone any young person who's trying to follow their dreams of being an artist yeah. um is that um you know it is a it is a constant struggle and it is a hustle of course but um you know if you have a stable job it just gives you a little bit of cushioning you know you got to work harder but at least your bills are being paid for right so you don't need to worry about your bills that's one thing less to worry about so you work the day shift you work the night shift whatever and the free time you get you work 8 hours a day you know you have 16 more hours in a day to work on what you really love doing at least put 4 or 5 hours into it and it it could lead to something yeah yeah i mean at least you would know because you tried yeah i mean yeah. otherwise how how else would you know yeah. this again there's this whole <laughs> concept of us looking at it from a distance and saying what a nice life right like yeah. what, it's so awesome dude yeah. what if i became like the next big podcaster or if what if i became you know the you next are going to be the next big podcaster well thank you so much dude <laughs> like again from a distance yeah. <laughs> no but but dude no but seriously right it's it's so easy for us to look at joe rogan and say dude that guy's making a, a 150 million whatever dollar deal with uh, spotify look at him but It's like five years in the making, ten years in the making. How many thousand five hundred episodes? Fifty years in the making. Yeah, like he's <laughs> been there from what? How many years? You know. And, yeah. But you know what? It's again. It's uh, sometimes something just clicks. So you might just see success in the first three years, mm. for example. All of a sudden, um, you know, or some people might hustle for ten, twelve years, and then finally something comes your way, and 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 you know, you you win something big, or you get recognized for what you've done. Um, But yeah like like I said at the start of the interview it's a constant hustle you yeah. know you just got to believe in yourself back yourself and show up yeah so so true so so tell me this you, tell me your process of this whole learning bit because i think what you said is you've you've tried your best to hone certain skills and then also your the band also after even after having spoken to abi you guys are constantly trying to push the envelope right you're really trying to like you know further improve the 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 sort of skills and the kind of uh, you know the the whatever the talent you're bringing to the table yeah uh, like and and that whole concept of you having to always learn is so important because yeah. the moment learning stops everything else stops yeah. right you and that whole and think about it dude like everything we do right we are constantly looking at growth Yeah. we grow in size literally we grow in terms of mindset we grow in terms of anything we're looking at financially growing if you're not growing then everything else is off yeah i think about it. like we our entire mental health relies on growth correct so obviously it comes back to how you're able to invest and keep at it right right yeah. right i mean for us um uh, as musicians you got to keep learning um even if it's covers you got to learn lyrics yeah. you got to learn new songs um uh, whether you're covering songs you got to come up with new songs if you're producing new songs and stuff like that um for me um it's been it's been great because um you know i'm learning like i'm still in the process of learning hindi um <laughs> but um we're all we're all um, constantly working on our craft you know you just got to get better and better and better so that no one ever comes to a show and feels like Ah okay these guys yeah they're okay musicians we don't want to just say that you know because we've worked so hard for this and they'll be like that is a tight band that is a good band you know and they all play, play their part really well um and that's the feedback we want 
to hear, you know, more than anything else. Correct. Um, and just out of the fear of one day someone coming and saying, oh, this band, they're okay. They're just yeah. about okay, you know. Yeah. Uh, we we never want that. We want everyone to be like, okay, yeah, you know, these guys are really like good. settling itself. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like we want musicians also to uh, to enjoy the show. It's not just the fangirls uh, who come there and scream and enjoy the show, you know. It should be... Uh, something that people understand musically also it's uh, very enticing right so that's why we keep working on our on our music and we rehearse um, every day mm-hmm. literally like if we have a day off we rehearse mm-hmm. yeah no so true like in today's day and age right everything once you create something everyone's okay at marketing it like let's put an ad out let's get this impression let's get you know like sponsor this thing and put it out there but if you think about it, this whole word of mouth, and again, I was talking to Varun about this earlier. All along, it's always been word of mouth, especially in the creative space, it's right? It's the best form of marketing. For sure. Like if, like you just said rightly, when you were doing corporate shows, each of these corporate companies itself would have 3,000, 5,000, 10,000 employees. That's 10,000 impressions, yeah. you know, talking in marketing terms, right? Yeah. It's literally getting your brand name in front of 10,000 people. It's getting the quality of your work in front of 10,000 people. Yeah. And then you never know what can come out of those 10,000, right? Yeah. It may not even be corporate show. It could be something entirely different. Yeah. And so you, like you said, the shortcut could be to just go to head over to Hollywood. I mean, Bollywood, uh, maybe even Hollywood. I don't know yeah. if you really want to push it. Yeah. But uh, you go there and chances are it may not work for you or chances are you could get lucky with it. But at the end of the day, this could also lead you there. Like, and it could open up avenues and doors you can't, you may have never even imagined, right? Right. I mean, see, you know what? Um, I don't think there is a differentiation between an artist and an entrepreneur in today's world. Because being an artist, you are a startup mm. on your own. Okay, so um, Best Kept Secret, as a band, we're registered as a company. Mm. Okay, we operate like a company. Uh, we might be artists, but we have everyone else that's running the show behind the scenes. Right. We work on our music and on putting it out there. Yeah. When it comes to marketing, packaging, uh, all of that stuff, we have an agency, we have people handling all of that. But you've got to be uh, an entrepreneur because you've got to understand that you've got to create a product that people want. Right. Whether um, when Apple comes up with a new phone, you know, they know that this is something that people are going to want. Yeah. And there is a certain aspirational value to it. Correct. Um, and that's what uh, an artist... Uh, at least I believe um, you know I, I, I mean I, I speak for myself I don't speak for every artist because every artist is unique in their own way many people don't want to do something uh, for, for the money they, do want, they, they don't care about the money they don't probably need the money they don't want the money or whatever yeah. it is they do it purely purely from an art form perspective um, you know so what, what we do is we look at music uh, from a very entrepreneurial um, manner um, where you you realize, like you said, you know, you're performing for ten thousand people. Um, one is you're getting paid for it, but two is you're also uh, possibly creating a hundred more fans or a thousand more fans and opportunities out there. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then um, you know you perform for one corporate. Um, before you know it, the next corporate hears about it, and they're like, "These guys had a." great band performing at their annual day now we want them at our annual day our office is opening we want them at our office opening you know yeah. and and stuff like that it's it's happened to us in the past because we played one car launch before you know it, we're playing at 10 car launches <laughs> we played one hotel launch and before you know it we're playing at like hotel launches everywhere because they're like okay fine you know what they got these guys we want them too yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah, and yeah. and that's how it the word spreads you know i think um, people put so much of emphasis on 
on on digital media and on the on the Marketing. virtual virtual world yeah yeah but they forget what's happening in the real world <laughs> and the real world is still very real yeah yeah for for sure dude dude i i'm glad that you brought up this whole treating your uh, band as a venture right yeah. and treating it as a company per se because not just a band but i think anyone in the create creation space itself right you could be an individual freelancing or a youtuber for that matter but you need to worry about all the other aspects of it if you want it to be a viable business at right. the end of the at yeah. the end of the day right you have to think about paying your taxes you have to think about how you get more gigs maybe you need to think about how you can get your video in front of more people whatever it is right so it's so important for us to don that hat and i think although these uh, you know platforms have opened up you know these opportunities it's very important for you to kind of think holistically Right? Of course, of course, and and for that, the most important thing is you got to be open-minded. Um, you know, um, right now as we speak, um, I never thought I would be writing radio jingles mm-hmm. or I would enjoy singing radio jingles. And the funny thing is that there are brands that are now approaching me on Instagram or approaching us on Instagram, saying that we want you to write a song for us. Uh, we we also want you to feature in the song. Mm-hmm. and you also want you to be the face of the brand um you know which is great because that's like okay fine you know i'm not just writing a radio jingle i'm also kind of acting in it yeah. um uh, but i would have never thought of this earlier i never thought of it as an avenue earlier uh, but then when i realized okay it's it's exciting it's enticing to write something come up with ideas all of these things why not you yeah. know and like i said every opportunity that comes towards us we're grateful we're humbled by it and um, if it's something that we have time for and we can do justice to we always try to take it up so true dude i'll tell you honestly like even with like pursuing like me being a podcaster here right yeah. we started off with just creating the podcast like i said literally in my dining room yeah no idea of that you know we would get clients and you know a lot of client work and what not a lot of people who wanted to create podcasts like the way we did yeah want to create videos of the quality that we were you know publishing great but what also if i did say yes to all of that that also meant i had to figure out all of the other aspects of running that business yeah, yeah it's not sure. just a matter of oh yeah i'll just make this video for you that's it and and what does we- making a video even mean if you're brand new to this you have no idea how reviewing works you have no idea how these incorporating feedback comments work you have no idea how you're supposed to be publishing what is the kind of contract you're supposed to have with them all of that but then i think it's so important to figure those things out right yeah and and that's what i tell most of the individuals who ha- who approach us saying hey how do i get started with this podcast which equipment do i get uh, what i mean that's all secondary bro yeah. think about the the art think about the process yeah. right because that that whole uh, iterative process is what will get you there correct right and and i think that happens with any creation for that matter right yeah. and i think it's more you guys kind of figure that out is when maybe you guys i think if i'm not wrong you guys have certain people handling certain elements in the band right yeah, yeah. initially we were handling it all initially yeah yeah and then it reached the point where we can't handle it anymore correct you know we're like okay dude i we can't i can't be talking to a client and saying okay fine you know what i um, book me on this flight and <laughs> book my business class tickets here or book my get get these cars uh, organized we need these many cars these many hotel rooms yeah. uh, all of that like yeah. initially i was doing it yeah. Yeah. um yeah. and um uh different members were doing different things one of the band members was managing social media one of the band members ma- members was managing the accounts one of the band members was uh, managing logistics yeah. you know so all of that was going on initially um then we were like look man like we got to focus on the music right. like let the experts do everything else you know Correct. so Correct. 
once you focus only on your art, it's just much easier. But keep in mind that, you know what, there's, there's a certain, um, it's important for an artist to have a little bit of a business acumen as well, um, in my opinion. And if you don't, then get a manager who has that. Uh, or well, someone, who, someone, who, someone who guides you in that way. Correct, you know, correct. because you got to sustain you. A lot of artists will always, like us uh, as well, we always think short term. <laughs> you know, we always think, okay, what are we going to do next month? How many shows do we have next month? How much money are we making next month? Where are we performing next month? And why are we only doing five shows and why are we not doing 10 shows? You know, we don't want to worry about those things. Right, right. But dude, that, uh, dude, you said it well. I think that whole long-term business acumen and p- perspective is something that is what is going to make or break you i personally think like how you can take yourself to that next level yeah right dude so what did you guys do did you guys have did you guys sit together and like figure out what's the best way for you to go about you know from a business perspective you just hired and got someone to handle most of that no i mean you know what um i'll be very honest with you um when i started the band i was doing it for fun right and it wasn't about the money i didn't have a long-term plan I thought I'll do it for two years, three years, uh, do it for fun. Yeah. Um, it was a nice way for me to socialize with people. I made a lot of friends in the initial days. Yeah. We play at pubs. I have 50 people who are coming every time to watch me who became my really good friends. Right. Um, and, um, and all of that was a very short-term plan. Um, then when we thought, okay, you know what, I can do this instead of flying. Right. And I can, uh, you know, sell my soul to rock and roll, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I realized, okay, fine, you know what, we're going to have to push harder for this uh, eventually we reached a point where we didn't know how to handle the money uh, so we got an accountant on board yeah obviously, the, uh, yeah. obviously finance is always the first part we'll get like yeah. outsourced yeah so you're we like okay dude like you know what like we've got we're, we're making money now but we don't know how to file our taxes we don't know how to like account for this so let's get a let's let's do this you know like let's get an accountant then he said look you should register your band as a company that's when we started uh, realizing, okay, fine, you know, we need to operate a bit like a company. Yeah. Um, and not just as a band that's just playing today in one pub and tomorrow in another pub. We're not doing that anymore. You know, we're doing uh, something which is much, much more challenging or uh, a, a lot more uh, intense, mm. you know. So, and uh, also viable in this case. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. So when, uh, when I decided to give up my flying job and when my band members decided to give up their teaching jobs as music teachers uh, we sat down and we said look if we're going to do this for the rest of our lives we need to make sure that we're doing something right and that it's sustainable and we're going to have to keep molding ourselves and keep reinventing ourselves because a lot of musicians are like ah you know what I'm only going to play the blues and I'm only going to play jazz I'm not going to play anything else great dude like you know that's your call no power to you yeah yeah, yeah. but like um, uh, tomorrow if uh, uh, today you have 100 people listening to jazz tomorrow if you have 10 people listening to jazz are those 10 people going to pay you so much money that mm. uh, compared to that 100 people you know how are you going to sustain your crowd uh, you got to do something that keeps you know your fans uh, happy as well as you know so that they believe in you yeah um, so when we thought of it from a long-term perspective, we were like, look, I want to do this now for a long time uh, and um, for the rest of my life if I can. So wh- what do we need to do to be at the top of our game? Mm. So every day it's a different thing. Today we think we need to do one thing. But next month we might be like, oh, you know what? Like um, uh, rock is coming back. 
we want to do we got to like do a little bit more rock or we feel like okay you know what now we're feeling the pulse with a little bit of disco you know we want to do some new disco yeah. um so we change genres you got to blend you just got to stay in tune with the times basically you know as an artist yeah if I mean, you want to make if you want to sustain financially yeah yeah absolutely dude if you didn't then covid would have completely like knocked you out because yeah. that was like some curveball in itself right yeah. my god yeah. and i remember when i connected with abhi this was just after that first wave right okay. when i when i had abhi over for the shoot it was and i remember him saying that dude even now we are still trying to reinvent or like rediscover figure out what we can do one from what we have already been creating and two from how can we still get our work out there right now yeah. like and even during i think the pandemic times you guys were trying to perform individually at you know each of your houses you guys tried some certain things you tried to do a remote performance yeah. of sorts and then you used to go live and you know all of that right yeah, yeah. i think it's very important to do that you know you like yeah. kind of keep an open mind but also keep at it like right? i said it's a constant hustle like you know people might be like oh you guys are you guys have a great life you know or you guys are constantly uh, performing Dude, they don't see like everything that. else that yeah, goes into it right? yeah they don't i mean many people don't see the hustle you guys are not in our jam rooms watching us argue with each <laughs> other and say no i want to play the song this way i want to play the song that way or you're not you're not there understanding how my manager is fighting with clients or negotiating rates and payments and yeah. dates and making time and all of those things it's it's uh it's not easy but at the same time uh, we're very privileged to be where we are Absolutely, because yeah. the pandemic really hit the uh, events industry very bad and uh, with everyone coming to a standstill especially the artists who are performing daily mm. um you know in a nightclub or in a pub Live or in a hotel right? or something yeah. like that yeah. the guys who made a living out of that uh, were had nothing left you know i mean it, it was it's not easy it's not yeah. easy you know yeah. and um and you can't just be like okay you know what yeah i'm just going to build my fan base on instagram it doesn't happen like that you know yeah. if you have 5000 fans today you're not going to have 5 million fans tomorrow in- instantly you got to work towards it right correct, like correct um so it's not easy for a lot of people yeah yeah for us for us i was i think i was very fortunate because um there's a lot of brands that approached me in the pandemic and they felt like i was the right person to uh, kind of shoot for them. Mm. And that kind of helped me um that was another avenue that yeah. that you touched upon earlier. Right right right. Uh the whole social media influencer aspect of things. Yeah. But that's another uh beautiful part of being an artist, you know, because when you're an artist you get to endorse so many other brands and um do things which uh, you would have only dreamed of. Yeah. I mean, you would have never gotten this if you weren't an artist in the first place. Exactly. I I think it all goes back to that. Plus, if I was a pilot, you wouldn't call me on your show. Like, <laughs> no, I would. But uh, uh, how somebody... does it feel to fly an aircraft? You know, there's a one lakh people flying aircraft all over the world. You're not unique. You know. <laughs> so no, uh, man. No, I I had someone on the show. I think, uh, or I'm not sure where I heard this, but this person said, social media amplifies your other skills or amplifies who you are. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can't be just a social media person. I mean you can try that over and over again yeah. and probably you might make it and there might be some again that's also very nuanced yeah. right but there's a good chance that you are ma- you're trying to make it elsewhere and you're doing something you're adding value somewhere or the other yeah. and that's how social media clicks for you 
I agree. I agree. I although I know that a lot of bloggers will disagree with this statement because <laughs> they live on social media and their life sur- is around. No, but you see, all. it's like That's you said, bloggers would still be should be blogging. Should they, and then you know that social media is just another medium for them to put it out. Very true. Yeah, very true. Yeah. But I think that word is misused. <laughs> uh, the so whole true. blogging, yeah, uh, yeah. blogging and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, social media, like you said, it just amplifies your work as an artist. Correct. Yeah. So true, dude. You I know, mean, and and like think about it. Like if if. If you look at a YouTuber's social media account, an Instagram account, let's say a YouTuber, right? People are following him on Instagram not because he's great on Instagram. It's because he's great on YouTube. The same way you you see a person who hasn't been on social media ever suddenly op- uh, opens up an account and overnight they have a million followers. Why? They haven't posted a single post. But how do they have a million followers? Yeah. Well, because they they're already known to be an actor. Or they're already known to be an artist or right. a creator or something, right? Yeah. So I think it's it's that like. people try to uh, build a following from nothing and instead you can do all of that but then you you also need to realize you're building some other skill set in the process yeah right it, yeah. it it comes to that so like we said i think all of these other avenues have opened up because you guys have all gotten together and jammed and that's yeah. it's basically that it's basically that yeah it's like your work uh, you create a good body of work and everything else just comes together absolutely dude dude yeah. i think that's a good place to wrap things up amazing this is, this is freaking awesome yeah. i am glad we got to talk about this and so much more yeah. uh two things i ask of all of our guests and i'll ask you the same thing as well one is what's one last message you'd like to put out there for everyone everyone listening and watching right now um i would say uh um you just got to keep hustling and uh, and stay busy because um when you're not busy uh, it plays with your mental health um so you know find uh, what you love and just let it kill you <laughs> in the process that makes yeah. a lot of sense yeah. and second if you had to send people online to see your work or you know where you're publishing where would we send them um you can find a lot of my music um on uh, instagram you can find a lot of it on spotify apple music uh youtube um where everywhere as best kept secret band and as beram siganpuria mm-hmm. so yeah that's where you can find us dude awesome dude dude yeah. thank you so much this is Thanks, literally buddy. like a year and a half in the making i'm yeah. glad that we could finally make this happen finally finally yeah. i'm glad thank you for having me on yeah. the show man no, this is awesome man like i said checked off the list now before i head out to canada so this is awesome <laughs> good thank luck you, good yeah. luck in canada Thanks when we tour toronto uh, we'll do one <laughs> more sure. one more show yeah yeah probably we, we'll do a, a podcast on stage okay no maybe pushing it but <laughs> you got a dream you got a dream <laughs> yeah dude. awesome dude thank awesome. you so much thanks buddy thank you that was my conversation with bayram thank you for listening or watching this episode glad we could finally get bayram on the show like i said we've been trying for more than a year now we both are like super excited that we you know finally got around to making this happen and i'm hoping that you were excited listening to this too and you got something to take away i sure hope so and i'm hoping you liked it and enjoyed it and that's why you're stuck around till now so if you did hit that like button if you're watching this on youtube and if you are listening to this on audio and you don't see the like button because you're scrambling and looking around for the like button it's because i don't think there's a like button on spotify or apple podcast so what you can instead do is just simply leave a rating and review on either spotify or apple podcast it takes only about 10 to 15 seconds but it really really means the world to me and helps get the word out in front of more people also would you like to be featured on the show like i've been saying in some of the previous episodes you can be part of the show by sending in a small video with either your feedback to for the show or a question for either me or our guests 
and we'll have you featured on the show and we'll answer your questions in person so yeah what you can do is just send us a short video in the horizontal format send it to contact at akashdamodhan.com i'll leave a link to that too in the description below but uh, try to keep your video and your questions and feedback to less than a minute and we'll feature you on the show oh yeah by the way huge shout out to red music box and vadun murli without whom none of this would have been possible because we had to move out of our previous studio and we needed to find another studio to shoot some of these guests that we had confirmed like behram so if you're looking for the perfect place to record your music or content if you're a musician or a content creator and you want the right professional setup to record your content then head on over to that music box studio here in nagarbavi in bangalore and uh, yeah get going easily the best studio i've been to in bangalore and i would highly highly recommend it i guess that's it thank you guys i'll see you on the next episode cheers